Jamal Valer is simply one of those human beings that you are extremely glad exists at the same time as you on this planet. Knowing Jamal is here helps me sleep better at night. <laughs> Man, Jamal is incredible. He gets into his signature flow state here. When he speaks, he is so captivating. So here's the skinny on Jamal Valer. He is a trained speaker certified in areas of mindset, neuroscience, performance, and life coaching. It is his life's mission to help executives, entrepreneurs, and business professionals explore and maximize their inner genius, create more fulfilling lives, and help his clients transform their goals into reality. He has over 15 years of naval aviation experience and organizational leadership training, and he is a straight-up boss. His arena of genius is also in helping purpose-driven leaders with combating burnout, improving emotional intelligence, and elevating his clients' creativity to new levels of self-mastery. And you'll hear him touch on this neuroscience in here as well, which is beautiful. Basically, he's a badass. You need to check him out. Follow him. And I'll leave his handles at the end of the show as well. JamalValer.com. That is J-A-M-A-L. Last name Valer. V-A-L-L-A. I R and his Instagram is Jamal underscore Valer. Get to know him. I guarantee after listening to this podcast, you will feel more alive and empowered and inspired than ever before. Here are just a few nuggets of wisdom you can expect. You're going to discover how to find yourself on the map of life. The three questions for your journey of wisdom, which are Fire, you must listen. Are you reading off the lines of limitations of someone else's script? Wow. Here's a quote from Jamal. If you took time just to challenge what you thought you knew, to be able to get a little more insight, a little more information, your world will change. You'll also find out why he believes that not everybody is living up to their potential and why who you are is misleading. You'll hear about his story of grace the gift of understanding he had to give himself. We speak about destiny moments. You'll discover what the God placement system is and who you are deep in your core. Lastly, he closes out by sharing with you your ultimate responsibility. Much love and enjoy the show. Hey human, this is Connor Rankin and I am Crankin, your host at Elevated and rooted. You are now tuned in to the Love Your Mystery podcast. You're probably wondering, what is the Love Your Mystery podcast? Well, sit down, have a seat, and let me tell you about it. I am writing a book, and the book is titled, Love Your Mystery. Over the next 30 weeks, I will be releasing podcasts on each of the 30 chapters with the most amazing friends, loved ones, and family members that I know, people I deeply admire and respect and have a message just for you. 
Why am I doing this? So you can get a different perspective as a future reader. Yep, you're going to buy my book and you're going to love it. And as a future listener to that book as well. So you can round out your perspectives, learn from another human who has accumulated so much other experience, wisdom, beauty, love, and truth to share with me and you. These are deep dives into each of the chapters so you can get highly specific and understand how to integrate it into your life. For more information on my book, visit www.elevatedandrooted.com book. In future episodes, I will do a solo cast to speak more about the book. For now, what you need to know is this. The invitation of my book is to love the mystery of life. Life is one big, giant, terrifyingly beautiful mystery, and I invite you to experience it as such. You were born for mystery, you are mystery, you die into mystery. And to truly fall in love with life, and I mean all of it, you have to open up to the unknown. All of human suffering happens when we close off from life and when we cling to or avoid a known outcome. Therefore, the only game is to stay wide open and make room for mystery, make room for motion, for transformation. These chapters each are called a gateway, which is an opening. It is a passage through which you move and experience this mystery. You are not a noun. You're not a fixed thing. You are a verb. You are a transformation. You are potential and possibility walking on two feet. And the entire universe is fundamentally possibility. And you get to architect your experience of this mystery. You get to cultivate your state of being. This is a mystery that you get to create, not just experience. Life is right now. There's no right or wrong way to live. All we got to do is love this mystery. That's the only response. And when I say love, this is not an emotional love necessarily. And we'll explore more on that later. So with that, welcome to mystery. You were in a cycle of infinity. I hope you get in touch with the same mysterious force that birthed you and will recycle you back into the universe so beautifully. Now, now, my human, let's set some context here. So in today's conversation with Jamal, we speak about awareness. What is awareness? And how does it fall and where does it stack in my book? So in my book, there is a concept called the pyramid. That is pyramid with an N, pyramid, as in your head, your brain, your mind, body structure. And the pyramid is a structure of the human experience. It includes those 30 gateways I mentioned, the 30 chapters that help you open up to the mystery of life so that you can fall in love with it. There are five levels to the pyramid. Starting at the bottom to the top, it goes eyes, core, heart, fire, and light. At the bottom of the pyramid, we have eyes. Eyes includes in order awareness, presence, perspectives, meaning, beliefs, and wonder. So we're starting at the very first gateway at the very bottom of the structure. At the most fundamental level, level, eyes is all about your starting point for your human experience of the great mystery. If you don't understand how you're creating your reality, how you see the world, you will live and die in a self-imposed prison. If you don't understand that, you will constantly experience density and find yourself stuck. You will be static, 
aka not in motion, aka not transforming as you should be. So, these chapters at the bottom of eyes really serve to wake you up to yourself so you can see the world with new eyes again. In this podcast, you'll hear about some subsequent chapters, so keep an ear on that for how it stacks so you can start to build an understanding of the philosophy, the wisdom, the truth, the beauty, and the love that I'm putting out into this book because I will be releasing these in order. So you'll be able to ride the pyramid all the way to the top and shine your most brilliant light into the world. So here we go. A couple things before we begin with Jamal, I want to share with you some of the big points coming up in my book on awareness. And I'm going to kick it off with a quote. This is by David Hawkins. He's an author. He says, quote, Love is misunderstood to be an emotion. Actually, it is a state of awareness, a way of being in the world, a way of seeing oneself and others. And other spiritual teachers such as Ram Das talk about this as well. The game of life is to come into a loving awareness of life. And as I mentioned earlier, to love is to love all of it. Not to prefer to be happy, not to, not to avoid being sad, but to love it all. Love is inclusive. Love, in my definition, is the creative force of the universe. So back to awareness. What should we be aware of? I don't focus as much on self-awareness in this chapter, but rather bring to your attention the mystery itself. There is one big, giant, beautiful mystery, and we are it. You are it. Everything is it. If you believe the theory of the Big Bang, well, we are the Big Bang. You and me, we are the Big Bang in motion. It hasn't stopped. We are that primordial energy, and we've been on this journey for a long time. How old are you? 30, 50, 70? Wrong. You're more like 13.8 billion years at minimum. And how did you get here? Let's think about that for a second. We are vibration made visible. We are frequency into fullness. We are the incredible incarnation. We are the unfathomable information. We are the void invigorated. We are the mystery in manifestation. We are the absolute to the atomic. Let that sink in. Mystery is alive and flowing through everything. Mystery is just as much the manifestation as it is the invisible. And as a human being, you are a transformative force of life through which the universe expands and expresses. Fundamentally, you are a mystery. If you think about your cellular structure, your atomic structure, 99% of who you are is actually invisible and untouchable. That's a quote by Buckminster Fuller. Buckminster Fuller. So, in the world of quantum physics, every single object, everything and non-thing is pure potential and possibility. Everything. That means you. Every single cell in your body, every atom, every space, everything in non-space, everything in non-thing, we are floating in a sea of potential. And in this experience of potential, the human experience is inherently polarizing. Without polarization, the good and bad, the opposites, you wouldn't have an experience. You would be an unconscious being. And in between these dichotomies is that middle point of pure potential, which is your very nature. And right now, we are flying high in the sky on spaceship Mother Earth. You are in a human spacesuit, which is called your body. 
and together we are flying at 77,000 miles per hour through the solar system, through the Milky Way. And we are experiencing mystery. And this is life. So before we touch on the aspects of self-awareness at the human level, the biggest takeaways are the awareness of the big game going on behind the scenes that has been here long before you were born and will be here long after. But it's a game we can love and play to our fullest. Now, let's kick it off with Jamal and see what he thinks about awareness. I love you and I can't wait to share this journey with you. Let me know what it feels like in your spacesuit to experience mystery. Here we go. All right, Jamal, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me again. Thank um, you, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So today we're gonna to be talking about awareness, which is really perhaps the essence of being alive, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanna kick us off with a quote here. What is necessary to change a person is to change his awareness of himself. When you bring your awareness to yourself, what comes to your mind? What do you what are you aware of as yourself? I think when it comes to awareness, um, it is important um, number one to pause. Right? Our mind is always constantly trying to get to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to awareness, it, it creates an opportunity for you to learn more, think on a higher level, but also identify where you are. Oftentimes we have these, these destinations, such as joy, happiness, fulfillment. Um, I want to accomplish something. Um, and it's really, it's, 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 it's really good, but it, without the right context, it's really uh, challenging. The reason why I say it's challenging is because in order to be able to know where you're going, you have to know where you are on the map. Yeah. Right? And so when you're able to say, I'm here, you're able to say, oh, I can measure the steps of what's gonna take me to get to my next checkpoint. Um, awareness is a powerful tool because it opens um, not only your conscious, but your subconscious uh, levels of thinking to where you're able to mm -hmm. access more information, insight, perspective, um, where you're able to operate outside of the box of what you've confined yourself to. We have all these limiting beliefs or these stories that we tell ourselves that have usually been told to us by people we love, um, society, um, religion, faiths, um, or just constructs of what a man is supposed to be, what a woman is yeah. supposed to be, right? And so if we get into levels of awareness, we have to take a step back. We have to slow down. Awareness gives me an opportunity to learn more. Right. When, when sometimes, you know, most of the information that we know, we repeat over and over again and we stop ourselves from being able to expand our levels of consciousness, awareness, empathy, compassion, connection. Mm -hmm. Right. And so awareness is such a very, very powerful tool because you don't know what you don't know. And, but when you open um, there's a quote that says it is better to be a fool for a minute and ask <laughs> a question than be a fool the rest of your life because you were afraid to operate and ask the question. Yeah, that's the opposite of awareness, right? Ignorance. Right. 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 And, and sometimes it's willful ignorance or sometimes it's just, yes. I didn't need to, I never thought I needed to know that. 
and our destiny mm. is 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 a blueprint right it, it, it is just as unique as our fingertips no one had even have twins triplets quadruplets and none of them have the exact same fingertips your journey is your own right you can learn you can learn uh points of understanding from other people's lives but you have to take your own journey right yeah. and so as you evolve as you grow i believe wisdom starts with a question it starts with three major questions that become a journey not a, not a desperate destination let's hear the first question is who am i yeah <laughs> not who am i on the surface but who am i really mm-hmm. right not who am, who am i based on what you've taught me to be or or become based on your standards of validation and approval who am i outside of my limitations who am i outside of my fears mm-hmm. who am i outside of my 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 feelings of unworthiness yeah who am i outside of the story that i tell myself that i'm not enough who am i really if i had no limits if i had no fears if i had no restrictions or limitations who am i really because we hide behind labels and they mm-hmm. justify us from becoming the best versions of ourselves yeah so the first question i always is usually a journey and it's a start who am i if i remove all these other constructs and schools of thought that's usually limiting and restricting me and i got a chance to be able to explore who i really really am mind body and spirit i wonder what change in the world that i could really really be able to bring yes to be able to become the best version of myself because we were all given human potential we were all put on this earth to be able to give and receive mhm and so the first question is who am i second question it sounds really really simple um but it can be really really fun <laughs> i love it what do i really want yeah you have been told most of your life what you want and what you need And so many times we go on autopilot of people pleasing and oh, I need to make this person happy and we've never really spent time to find out what brings me joy what brings me fulfillment what what Beautiful. makes me complete mm-hmm. right it's usually we hide behind well status money right i want the american dream of the house with the white picket fence with the two kids the car right we've created <laughs> yeah. a construct of happiness and one of the other challenges is we always postpone happiness to something in the future. Yeah. When I get this job, when I make my own business, when I make a million dollars, when I finally have kids, when I finally meet this perfect person for me that I'm going to marry and I'm going to be with for the rest of my life, happiness, fulfillment and joy is always pre-postponed to something in the future. Awareness teaches you that it's in the present. You get to create. Yes. Right? You get to be a coke contributor to the life that you want versus just being a victim of someone else writing your story and you just reading the script. Mm-hmm. The script. Yeah. The script is something that we tell is 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 like a movie or a play where we are reading these lines of limitations and 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 who we're not and then we show up in the real world and just read them off. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've ever had a conversation with somebody and you've already pre, pre predisposed what they're going to say, how they're going to say and how you're going to respond. Yep. We do the same thing about the stories that we tell ourselves. Uh-huh. And so asking the question, not what do you want because you're going to have a surface level conversation, mm-hmm. but what do you really really want? And allowing that question to land. Slowing back down. Some may say I just want to be whole. I just want to be healed. 
I just want I just want to be able to to know that I've made a difference. Mm-hmm. I want to learn how to make my heart smile. I want to be able to connect. I want to be the unapologetic version of me. I want to be me without restrictions. And then the conversation goes, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What are the yes. elements that would that, that would encompass that particular thing? Because we teach our children to give up on their dreams for security. Right? You say, hey, I want to be a painter. First thing goes in security mind of, well, you can make <laughs> a lot of money doing being a painter. Right? Yeah. But they didn't know you could be the next Picasso. Right. Exactly. And if you don't, if you don't become the next Picasso, because we didn't appreciate his work until he was dead, you can still be able to create meaningful art right now and be able to impact someone's life. Right. Those before we had cameras, we had people who were painters who were able to capture moments and they're in museums now because someone was able to capture a moment of connection, of yes. engagement. But it was also they were able to post stamp a memory in time. Time is an incubator for greatness if you allow it to be. And so awareness is such a great tool because it allows you to be able to say, I didn't know that, but I know that now. It allows you to make strategic decisions for yep. the future. Awareness also gives you a level of, of, of being able to connect to someone's life and some, some, someone's story and also mm-hmm. be able to engage on a higher level. Right? We have a lower level of thinking, we have a higher level of thinking. Awareness really challenges your bias, your prejudice, your issues your limiting beliefs, your story, because we all tell ourselves stories. We are product, we are a sum total of the thoughts that we think and the beliefs that we rehearse. And if you took time just to challenge what you thought you knew, to be able to get a little more insight, a little more information, your world will change. So asking yourself, the first question is, who am I? What do I really want? And the third one is, what was I put on this earth to create? And I say create purposely because um, sometimes you've been told as a, as a young child and as a young teenager and as a young adult, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think that's one of the most intimidating co- st- statements to ask mm-hmm. because you're still finding out who you are. You have no idea all the potential that you have, right? What was I put on this earth to create? So creation is understanding that you are a creator mm-hmm. from the words that you think, I mean, from the words that you say, from the thoughts that you think, and the beliefs that you rehearse, but the discipline you, you, you portray. And so when you get into this level of understanding, you're able to say, I was put on this earth to do more than just take, I was put on this earth to give. Where is my gift? Where is my gift to humanity, to, to the people that I feel that I'm called to speak to, to connect with, love, appreciate, uplift, exhort, push forward, right? Where do I fit in? I think that's one of the bigger questions. Where do I fit in this grand scheme of this world that I am able to be able to see my own footprint in the sand? I believe this is a very, very helpful way to be able to say it. I can ask myself these three things and find my purpose in these three things. My level of awareness and engagement, but also impact can be, can be maximized. I, I don't believe everybody's living up to their potential. I believe that most people have been taught to be safe and be comfortable, but you would never find your greatness in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You would never find the best, the greatest, and highest expression of yourself in the familiar. And sometimes there's an element that is intangible called faith. And it's not limited to religion. 
faith is your ability to be able to see and believe something that is not seen yet, mm -hmm. but you are, have the ability to create. We're talking through a computer right now. Someone <laughs> had the faith to be able to say, there has to be a better way to be able to communicate to people. And so it became a, a thought, then it became a belief, then it became a decision, right? It became mm -hmm. a decision. Then it says, what's the strategy? Who can I bring together with me to be able to create this thought, this belief, this idea that is now manifested that people are able to use? People thought that a horse was the fastest thing possible until they mm -hmm. realized that there was horsepower under an engine. But we are constantly going, we're constantly evolving. And so I believe when you start to ask yourself questions and take time to allow those questions to be able to really go deep. Because most of our conversation is surface level. It's from our analytical mind. And it's usually from a limiting conversation because who you are is misleading. And the reason why I say it's misleading is because we operate based on our five senses, which is called your conscious mind, right? So that is your ability to see, smell, uh, touch. So it's your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your, 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 your ability to be able to operate from these five senses, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You, have a, you have a series of over 60,000 thoughts a day. You make at a minimum of 35,000 decisions a day. We think that what we do when we wake up every morning is who we are. That is statistically, that's only showing you that's only five to 10% of who you are. The other 90% or 95% of who you are is your subconscious mind. Because from ages zero to seven, you're operating from a theta state where you're in a hypnosis, where you're learning to be, it's like when you say kids, it's like they're able to learn so, they're in three or four languages. They're just so brilliant, they're so smart, they're just taking so much information. From ages zero to seven, that's what your brain is able to function at. And so you've learned a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of no's of what you can't do. Um, and so those have been preset in your conscious, your subconscious mind. Your subconscious does not take in and say, this is good or bad, it just takes in information, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to understand that you have a conscious mind, but that's not all of who you are. That's five to 10% of who you are. But who you really are or what, what, pro, what programs you rehearse is from your subconscious mind. So you have a responsibility through meditation, through focus, through awareness, um, through just different things of called mindfulness techniques that you're able to, able to allow yourself to quiet your spirit, slow down and be able to allow your conscious mind and your subconscious mind to have a conversation. Because your subconscious mind takes in all information. Your conscious mind filters it based on, am I in danger? Is it safe? Can mm -hmm. I do this? Fight or flight or freeze. So when you talk about awareness, there's so, I believe it is one of the most, it is the main core ingredient towards change, innovation, creativity, and next level thinking. Because if you don't know that, if you were not willing to admit to your ego and your pride that you don't know everything, right, <laughs> yeah. then you don't open yourself. You can never pour into a full cup. If your cup is always full, it'll always overflow because there's nothing else that can be added to it. But when you have a responsibility to pour out your cup, pour into other people's, you're now emptying yourself for the universe, for God, for people who know more than you to be able to pour into you so you can pour into other people something better, something great, something new, something innovative, and something life-changing. So that, that's, hopefully that answers your question about awareness. Oh, very much so, man. That was beautiful to receive that. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing everything on there. Super inspiring. 
And man, my mind, I just feel uplifted from that alone. So thank you. <laughs> it set my mind in a lot of different fun, empowering directions. So you touched on a lot of different points and I'd like to take a second to kind of tie it into my book and then ask you a question on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, as, a, as we both agree, awareness is the starting point of life. The next chapter of my book is presence. So awareness is really just the art of observation, right? Of bringing things into your conscious awareness. And then you have presence. And that is what I call more of a fusion. It's an infatuation with right now, which is like you mentioned, it's finding out where you are in the map, what is happening in your current human experience. Because from those two awareness and presence, that is where the rest of our life, we start to filter it. So we have our perspectives, which are really our interpretations. We have our meanings, which is our extrapolations. And then we have our beliefs, which are confirmations. And then you spoke a lot about asking questions, which is using our imagination and our capacity for wonder to create a new life, to open up new avenues, to figure out how we can give and grow and express and who we can become. So that is the core chapter of eyes in my book, which you like walked us through so beautifully. And I just felt called for future readers so they can see how these potentially overlap and they can bring it into their lives as well. Um, And what I do in this first chapter of awareness, just try to bring awareness to certain things, which is, what I call the mystery of um, whatever it is and wherever we are all from and whatever that common trait is. So I wanted to ask you, which ties into your first question that you offered is like, who are you? But first, like, what is this broader, what should we, what should we be aware of on the broader scheme of life? Like what is going on behind and before humans? So, um, answer that that was that was just a lot of great information right that was like that right there that extrapolation of of insight was um i love it the reason why i love (laughs) it is because um when we understand i I try to simplify things because for me it's real fun to go deep but it's also fun to be practical Mm -hmm. um so when we talk about presence um, yeah i believe that regardless of what your faith is you're made of mind body and spirit Mm-hmm. Your spirit is the oldest version of yourself because before you ever mind in the body, you were you you were a spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer you cannot you cannot starve the spirit and feed the mind and the body be whole. Right, the spirit Beautiful. is 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 the part of you that has um, all intelligence because it's been here longer. Um, it's just housed in the body. There's a phrase that says you're not a natural being have a physical having a physical experience. You're a spiritual being having a natural experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it comes to presence, it's giving, it's, it's, it's bringing yourself into alignment, mind, body, and spirit with the, with the now. Mm-hmm. Where you're able to um, turn off your analytical brain, which is your prefrontal cortex, that is always rushing to be able to filter information. And you're able to slow yeah. things down and be able to be fully present in the moment. Mm-hmm. The things that you might know. We have this thing in our brain called information bias. Mm-hmm. Right, where the brain has said, I think I've heard this or seen this before. It's not important, so I'm going to discard it. Yeah. To get to the next thing that might be a threat. Um, and what you're teaching yourself, as you teach yourself to be fully present, you're teaching yourself to quiet all of the chatter, your inner mm-hmm. critic, the noise, the things that distract you, the things that hijack you. There's this thing called amygdala hijack, where 
where it's the size of an acorn in your brain where it's your fear function. And when people, when they speak negatively or they operate from a place of fear, they turn off their prefrontal cortex. They turn Mm -hmm. off the most advanced part of their brain. Your brain is more advanced than a supercomputer. Why? Because it was a brain that created the computer, right? So (laughs) sometimes we lose track that, you know, I often ask people, show me the most advanced piece of technology you own and they put up their phone. And I was like, why why didn't you ever point it here? Right, because yeah. when this is broken, it still needs somebody with this to be able to troubleshoot it. Amen to same that. Thing with, same thing with who we are. Mm-hmm. When we feel broken or disconnected, we need to go back to the heart center of who we are, where we start trusting our intuition. Just like when you see uh, National Geographic and you see a lion and a gazelle. The lion, you see the lion prepping to be able to go after the gazelle, <laughs> and you see the gazelle that is probably 500 yards away and there's a sense and they take off running humans have that same thing it's called intuition Mm -hmm. but we ignore it because we're so busy or there's so many different voices going on in our head that we stop trusting in our own ability to be able to get it right to make the right decision to see the right level of intellect to see to be able to ask the right question we have um, when I was younger, I was told, everything that you're looking for is really locked up inside of you. I was like, well, how the hell did I get it out? I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm looking for answers and I don't find it. Um, and so what I learned through mindfulness, as well as just being fully present, is that I'm sometimes in my own way. Mm-hmm. I'm in my own story. And when I sit back and be able and start to really think and really focus and focus on being present, I learned a different to change my state from I don't know till I'm learning. I'm growing. Yeah. It's called a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, di- there's, there's four different types of mindsets that usually um, s- sculpt who we are. It's the scarcity mindset that there's never enough, right? And so I have to do whatever I need to survive. There is the fixed mindset that this is who I am, this is who I'll always be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a dip, that, and that's a lower level of consciousness, right? Yeah. But the higher level of consciousness is a growth mindset that I can learn whatever I need to learn to be able to get where I need to get in life. And there's an abundance mindset that there's more than enough that I have the ability to co-create what I want to see in my life. Mm-hmm. Those different mindsets, you can understand that if I if I'm stressed and overwhelmed, but I go from a place of gratitude, I've changed my mental state to be able to access more information that I've never been able to access, that I was in a fearful or a scarcity or a fixed mindset. So being fully present gives you an opportunity to be able to, number one, assess your emotions, how you feel, and then make a decision. Um, When I talked about that autopilot earlier, um, it's not a bad thing, it's just not used in the proper context, right? The brain takes up 20% of your energy in your body just processing your daily activities and so it's not saying i don't this information is not important it's just you have not made this a priority to focus on whatever you focus to your mind to that's what you give power to if you focus on all the problems that's going on in your life that's what you'll magnify if you focus on mm-hmm. all the opportunities that's hitting within your obstacle that's what you'll find right the pessimist and the optimist are both right <laughs> yeah right because, <laughs> because whatever i focus on to that my, my perception now therefore becomes my reality. Yeah. And so if you focus on the endless possibilities and the, the endless potential that you have been given to create, to build, to be able to change, to transform the world, that's what you'll do. 
But if you focus on all the things that are going against you, the world is against me. I don't have money. I don't have the, you know, I don't have the team. I don't have the support. I don't have people who love me or my, ch my childhood was messed up and I didn't get this. Understand that life gives you three particular things. And this is what I, when I coach people, I, I try to help them use this context. Life gives you a gift. It gives you a lesson and it gives you opportunity to grow. That is beautiful, man. And when that you put it in really those, when you put those three things in the context, it allows you to transform your perspective. The goal of that particular exercise is to be able to say, okay, what is the gift that I've been given from this opportunity, from this triumph, from this chaos, or whatever situation? What is the gift? It has to be mm -hmm. positive. Um, the lesson has to be constructive, right? And then the opportunity is to grow. It says, what action, small or big, can I take towards my growth? Life happens. We don't get to pick how life throws its cards at us. We can't control how other people think or respond to life. We can only focus on our, what we can control. But when you're able to put in those contexts of what's the gift I've been given? What's the lesson that I can learn from this? And where is my unique opportunity to grow? It gives you an opportunity not to think it from a negative side or from a fixed or a scarcity mindset, but from a growth and abundance concept. That is beautiful, man. Those three questions are so powerful. Um, you know, you touched a lot about, about this humility and this drive for expansion, for growth. Mm. What are you bringing into your awareness recently, you know, with with a new new type, a new sense of illumination. What where like what blind spots have you revealed in yourself, perhaps over the past couple months, where you have come through those three things: the gift, the lesson, and then the call to grow. I think for me, um, with this current states, I think I've learned to um, I've learned to give myself some more grace. Many times we are always responding from a place of judgment or, or absolutes. I did this, so it must mean this. Um, and it's, it's, it's really helpful when I've had to learn that um, progress is progression. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm so worried about trying to get to the next destination or the next checkpoint um, that I, I'm not fully present to be able to make beautiful memories of the progression of the progress. Like you do one thing great and you be like, okay, gotta go to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Spend time to celebrate and honor what you were able to accomplish, what you were able to survive, what you were able to overcome. Um, progress requires momentum. And if I'm always skipping to the next thing, I am missing out on the, the wisdom experience and the nuggets of life um, that allows me to get to the next point. There is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. And so what I've learned was um, I may be getting frustrated because it's not as fast as I want it to be. But if I take a step back and learn, understand that I am, I get to be a student. So in the future, I can become a teacher. I can't yeah. skip any lessons. Right. And if I, if I take time to be able to honor what life is teaching me in the moment, then I don't have to keep on rehearsing it because life does not pass you on based on to your next lesson based on time served. So you're like, I've been doing this. I've been running to the same issue over and over again. What do I need to learn? 
right? What is my, what is the gift? Mm-hmm. Even if it's painful, if the situation is painful, the gift can be a blessing, right? Even if your, your, your situation may not be ideal, there can be a beautiful lesson that you learn from it. And so I had to ask myself, what is the gift that I get an opportunity to grow, right? The gift, the gift is I have an opportunity, right? Not everybody wakes up, woke up this morning, right? Not everybody has full functions of their five senses, right? Mm -hmm. So gratitude gives me the gift to be able to say, I have more time. Hmm, yeah. I have more time. I have, I, I'm only responsible for the gifts and the talents that I've been given to me. I'm not responsible for Oprah or Tony Robbins gifts or, uh, or Dalai Lama or, or Gandhi. <laughs> or I'm not responsible for their gifts. I'm only responsible for the gifts and talents that I've been given. Yeah. Focus on maximizing those, right? Um, even the lessons, the lessons are not just for me. They're for the people that I'm supposed to serve. There's a quote that says, however yeah. great that you claim to be, show me how, how well you serve, because it becomes the qualification for your leadership. And so um, as, as I move forward, I've learned that my lessons are not just for me, so I need to pay attention, right? If I, if, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're, you're in school and you just pay attention just enough to pass, and then you go on to the next lesson and someone asks you who really looks up to you, hey, how were you able to pass that? You feel some level of guilt because like, I just, I just skimmed through it. I does I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And so now this person's looking at you like, am I, am I supposed to model that in order to be successful? It's yeah. a different level, layer of accountability. Um, and then also I had to learn that um, I can be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. Can you repeat that again? Because when you first shared that with me, it was so powerful. Um, I, I, everyone needs to hear that again, including me. Say that one more time, Morris. For most of my life, I thought I had, I had I could be either one or the other. I didn't know yeah. I could be both. I, I, had to, I had to give myself the gift of understanding that I can be a work in progress, under construction, and be a beautiful masterpiece that is fearfully and wonderfully made at the same time. Amen to that, man. <laughs> and it, it took some pressure off of me that that I don't have to spend my life being under construction, not worthy, not finished, mm. not enough, not, and then also be able to honor the beauty and the quality of how I've been created by the person who, by, by the creator who made me, mm-hmm. right? The creator, when he created me, he didn't say, oh, <laughs> I, got, I, I messed up, <laughs> right? He says, I, I've made a beautiful masterpiece. I'm gonna show it off yes. to the world. Right, our birth is our showing off from our creator to the world. I'm exposing you. I've I put everything I need inside of you to be wonderful, to be amazing, to be transformational. I'm exposing you to the world. Mm-hmm. And when we realize that, wow, I'm a masterpiece. There was a quote that I heard a, a gentleman say for me that I will never forget for the rest of my life. And he says, it was the reason he said, we need people to be able to inspire and motivate us, but show us the best version of ourselves. Um, he says, I'm going to use one particular creature to, to, to explain what I mean by that. He said, a butterfly. I was like, oh, wow, here we go. Um, he says, you know, you know what makes people who inspire and motivate and, and just have these next level conversations towards transformation very, very important. And I was like, let's, I'm curious to see how we, where he goes with this. 
And he says, because a butterfly cannot see its own wings. And I paused for a minute and I was just, I was taken back because a butterfly only knows to fly and do its job. Mm-hmm. It has no clue of the beautiful patterns that it's in its wings. It has no clue of the, the pattern, the, the tapestry and the uniqueness of how it's been created. It doesn't see all the gifts and talents that's been put into its wings. It just knows to just keep on flapping and doing what it needs to. And so <laughs> we need people to be able to tell us the beauty of our wings, mm-hmm. right? And even even the process of butterfly, you go and you go into this, you go from from crawling to a cocoon to be able to fly, right? The ability to be able to tap into these different areas, and that's that is a trans that is an area of life. We go from not knowing to knowing to now being accountable for action, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about awareness earlier. You where you where you didn't know that you could fly, but you've been crawling all your life, <laughs> yeah. and then you come into awareness that you are in a transformational spirit space as a cocoon. Then you're in this dark place, and you're like, "Well, what's supposed to come out of this dark place?" And then when you come out of this dark place, you realize that your body is different, your consciousness, your thoughts, your beliefs are mm-hmm. different. And then you, the more that you squiggle out of that dark place of transformation you realize that you're equipped with something that you didn't have before. And now that you're using it, you're, you're using these wings that you can, you never got a chance to see, but everybody is in awe of. Yeah. Because the creator made you so unique and so divine and so, so special that as you go on to say, I think, I think I have the ability to fly. (laughs) I've spent so much of my life from a lower level mindset of scarcity and and fixed i did not know that growth and abundance was even a possibility but now that i've seen someone else fly let me use my wings and if i if i can just start to use my wings i get into autopilot of just flying but i always need to be reminded the beauty of my wings and i think that's very i think that was one of the most profound things i heard at that particular conference um, because it allows us to re- to be reminded that we need other people to tell us how uniquely wonderful we've been crafted, in spite of what we feel that we're not. Yes, it inspires us, it motivates us, it pushes us to become better versions of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned a lot of things that we should bring our awareness to innately, like who we are, the beauty, the perfection, the masterpiece that we already are, and I think a lot of people get caught in an illusion their awareness is shed on a different aspect of who they've been told as you mentioned earlier and arthur schopenhauer has a quote it says there are something like this there are few there are people who do not mistake their vision for the limits of the world join them and as you spoke about acknowledging other people and pointing out their possibilities hey man you actually have wings you can do this i think that that's such a beautiful thing to to i i like to refer to acknowledgement as one of the most underutilized currencies in the world because when you shine the sun of your awareness on somebody else they can transform in what ways has somebody else brought something to your awareness or acknowledged you where you you realize oh wow i can spread my wings in this new way or i can come out of the darkness now so i i have i have been blessed um i call them destiny moments 
And destiny moments are these are these short commercial breaks of what's possible for you. <laughs> in your um, life movie that you yeah, forgot you yeah, were living. You, out. Have, <laughs> you have you, you you know if you've seen like any movie that say okay usually around Christmas time you see all the movies that are going to come out next year, right? Mm-hmm. You see them you be like oh I got to wait eight months for that movie to come out but I can't wait for it to come. So you get these commercial breaks of highlight scenes of the best parts of the movie that creates your level of intrigue, you know, entice yeah. you. Like, oh, I can't, if, it, if, I, if I have to wait a whole year, it's worth the wait, right? If I have to wait six months, it's worth the wait because I've seen a glimpse of my possible, of a possible story a beautiful and analogy. I need to see the end of right? Yeah. And so um, I had a friend of mine for a very, very long time, five years, tell me, Jamal, you have an amazing story. Um, you've survived a lot and you have a very positive outlook. You can inspire so many other people. And I was like, nah, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. What can I possibly give that would be of value to anybody else in this world? Everybody else has trauma. Everybody else has a, a whole, you know, you know, not so great story about their lives. Um, everybody else has a chapter of their story that they don't read out loud. Mm-hmm. And so I was so stuck in my story, my living beliefs, that I didn't believe that I was enough or worthy to be able to share anything of value. And for five years, I had a friend of mine, Jamal, you should be a speaker. You can change so many people's lives with the lessons that you've learned, your passion and your creativity and the way that you tell stories. I was like, no, 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 no. But in my heart, deep down, I was really saying, what if? What, wonder. what, what if I was the one that was been put on this earth to be able to just inspire and, and share with the world what's possible. And so for five years, show you consistently of good friends. She knew <laughs> sounds like a great friend. Like five years? She, this person knew that I had it in me and I didn't see it for myself. Mm-hmm. And on the fifth year, I finally said, you know what? Fine. And I was just saying it just to get them off my back because they're relentless and they love me. And they would always want the best for me. Relentless and love, I, baby. And I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll, I'll be a speaker. Thinking nothing of it, right? I just want to be able to say it, just to be able to get it off. But in, deep down inside, I was like, well, what could come from this? So my friend turns around and tells me, I've been telling my family about you for five years. And I was like, five years? Second of all, who's your family? What's so special about your particular family? that you would tell them about this guy who has this potential to be this great speaker, but he keeps on saying no. And she tells me, my grandfather is Mr. Les Brown. Les Brown is one of the, is considered one of the godfathers of motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. He is one of the top in the world. Yeah. Could you imagine telling your dream no for five years and you have one of the most skilled and prolific and profound speakers in the world waiting for you to say yes? The same thing can be applied to your dream, your vision. You have been looking for excuses on why it would fail. And on the other Mm -hmm. side of that fear is destiny. And so you'll get small commercial breaks of what's possible. Those are those things that keep you up at night and says, I know you wanted to give up on your dream because of your reality today, but Mm. what if you just gave a little bit more? What if you just gave a little bit more of yourself? I know you're frustrated. I know you're angry. I know you're disappointed. I know you're overwhelmed. 
because life has happened. But I, I'm not going to give you permission to give up on your dream just yet. I'm going to send people your way. I'm going to send you signs. I'm going to send you destiny <laughs> moments. I'm going to send you epiphanies. I'm going to send you small little notes from the universe to be able to tell you, I, I gave you a dream. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I gave you a, a dream, a vision, and a purpose. Hmm. And I will never let you forget those three things because that's what you were put on this earth to do. And so I got a phone call from Mr. Les Brown on my birthday. Hello, this is Mr. Les Brown, and I am completely in shock and awe because I can't believe that someone of that high level of stature would spend time to call someone who didn't even believe in his own dream and his own voice to be able to say it. It's possible. You have greatness within you. Gotta be hungry. And that changed my life. He said, he, I, he said, I've been hearing about you for five years. I need to see what this person's been talking about. So he says, come to Orlando. I lived in Jacksonville at the time. He says, come to Orlando. Um, I wanna train you. Ooh. And I was like, train? I, I didn't even know this, I, I, I had no clue that on the other side of my yes, my destiny was already waiting for me to say, I've been waiting for you to say yes. And so I, 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 I drive out to Orlando and I meet him. And I get, I, we start going through this training, three days of intense training from 8, 8, 8, 8 a.m. to like 6 p.m. of this man just pouring his heart and soul into what it means to tell a story, to be engaged and to be profound, to, to share his, the art, the artistry of being able to speak, inspire, transform, engage, connect, uh, just be able to, just three days of just continuous mastery. And so he's, I had an opportunity to use some of the tools that he was teaching. And there was a, a room of lock doctors, lawyers, philanthropists, people from all walks of life who were getting this training from Mr. Les Brown. And it was my opportunity to switch, to use the tools at my table. Um, and he purposely leaned over while everybody else was talking when it was my turn to speak. And I was sharing the possibility, the purpose of a dream um, and the power of a validated mind. Um, and I was sharing my story. He leaned over and he stopped everything and he was just watching and listening. And he says, I see why someone was telling me about you for five years. There's a special gift that you've been given to change the world. Don't ever discount the value of your voice. And that, that resonated with me because I didn't know that my voice had power for it. I didn't, I didn't know it had meaning. It didn't, I didn't know it really had purpose. I was just accustomed to being able to know I speak because I speak. Um, and that, that was a transformational experience for me. It was, it was, it was the catalyst and, and the catapult to be able to say, Jamal, if you said yes this one time, what else is possible on the other side of your next yes when you constantly tell yourself no? Um, and so it allowed me to be able to manifest something that I was afraid would never happen for me. But my ability to be able to step into a place of courage, right? Courage is not the absence of fear. It's being able to do that hard thing or the thing that you think is necessary in spite of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, the brain is not designed to make you happy, it's designed to make you safe. But you'll never tap into your greatness from your safety zone. Um, so you have to be able to challenge um, that box. 
And as you, as you challenge it, it may be uncomfortable, it may be frustrating, it may be overwhelming, but I'm here to tell you that your destiny is waiting for you on the other side of your fear. Man, I got the goosebumps listening to that story. Specifically when you said he leaned in and said, you have a gift. And for you to have had awareness of that gift, even if it took five years to marinate or to blossom or to burst out of the cocoon, if you will, into that butterfly, that's it's just incredible that it's now in your conscious awareness as and received as something with belief, with meaning, which you take action on. And then you can just see it right here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, you know, and Gavin has always said, yeah, he just gets in this flow when he starts talking, he just goes. <laughs> and yeah, man, you do have a gift. And I, I'm, I'm grateful that your friend brought that to your awareness. Mm-hmm. So you can keep letting it marinate in yours as long as it took to get to the point you are at today. What do you, what do you do when you have thoughts? Um, like what are the triggers, you know, when you have thoughts, feelings, or beliefs that aren't congruent with, um, with the true qualities that we should have in our awareness, like you mentioned before, being the masterpiece, the infinite, the abundance, the limitless, the empowered one. How do you rewrite those or catch yourself so that you don't live, um, so that you don't take the uncontaminated present moment and then contaminate it with all your filters and then wash yourself mm-hmm. down some other stream into, you know, the mm-hmm. sewer rather than yeah. the superb version of you. Um, there is one of my favorite books says that you bring every thought that is not positive or enlightening into unto subjection of it, of, of itself. Right. So mm-hmm. the ability to challenge yeah. the thought and every, everything starts in the mind. Yeah. Mind is the battlefield. The mind is the place where you <laughs> have victory. Um, and so, uh, mindfulness when you're able to be fully present is your ability to be able to there's a difference between telling your story and then being a um there's a, uh, i'll say it like this there's a difference between life happening to you and life happening through you hmm. life happening to you is where you might be a victim of what life has given you right you see yourself still stuck in the story um, but life happening through you is where you become a narrator of the events without having to be cuffed and shackled to what did or what did not go right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I do is that I, I journal, I write down how I feel. Um, and it gives me an opportunity to come out of autopilot and be able to say, this is how I feel, but this is not who I am. Right. You, you're responsible. You have 60,000 thoughts. You're res- and 80% of the information that you normally take in is negative. So what do I do about that? I have to incorporate a positive message into my conscious and my subconscious mind daily. So whenever I'm driving, I'm either listening to something on YouTube or a podcast or on, on, on Audible that's usually inspirational, motivational, educational, or transformational. Right? I'm, I'm downloading that positivity, that new insight, that new perspective, because nine, they said uh, studies have shown 90% of the, the thoughts that you think from the previous day are exactly the same the next day. So you have to introduce new information mm-hmm. to be able to add to your thought process, right? Um, getting quality sleep. People underestimate the power of sleep. Um, so what you have is this hippocampus. So all the information that you took in between your conscious and your subconscious, it's a data dump from your short-term memory into your long-term memory. So when you get sleep, you're able to you're able to take all the information and the insight and perspective that you've taken in from that day, and then it goes into your subconscious. It goes into your long-term memory, 
and what is called a neural pathway. So if you don't get enough sleep, you're not giving your body enough time to be able to regenerate itself, detox from all the neurotoxicity in your body. But if mm -hmm. you're not giving your, when you're, when you're asleep, your brain is actually more active when it's asleep than when it's awake. Mm -hmm. Right. So what it's doing is putting the pieces to a puzzle together. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, that's how people are able to figure out complex situations. If you look at Da Vinci, he found a lot of the things that he was able to create in his dream state, in his state of state. Right. So sleep is a very, very powerful tool for helping you regenerate your body. Your body is designed to, is to fix itself, but we don't give mm -hmm. it the elements that it needs to be able to do so. Right. Um, also being able to understand the state that you're in. If I'm in a negative state, I have the ability, you can only be in one state at one time. You can't be happy and miserable at the same time. You have to choose one, right? <laughs> so gratitude, um, joy, peace, um, whether it be listening to music, it's a great way to activate both sides of your brain, Yeah. right? Creating an atmosphere for flow, for creation, for innovation, mm -hmm. where you're able to be at peace, right? Sometimes even exercising. Exercising it releases endorphins, right? So that's your happy drug, which is more addictive than crack cocaine, right? Serotonin, right? Um, then you have oxytocin, which is a trust factor, is a trust hormone. So when you exercise for a minimum of about 20 minutes, it creates a process where you're able to release those happy drugs in your brain and you have a high. It's a real easy to get into a state of flow from that as well. So that's yeah. another way to be able to combat a negative mindset. Um, listening to something that is comical and funny, right? You're changing your state. You're releasing those endorphins, those those natural chemicals within the body, so you're not having to, you know, depend on alcohol or or drugs to be able to get you to different states. You're able to take control of that whenever you need to, and still be able to drive home every night, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's different ways. Meditation. There's other ways of of being able to connect, get centered, um, when it comes to but challenging every thought um, that is not serving the best expression of yourself. I may feel depressed, but I may not be depressed, right? I mm -hmm. may be feeling overwhelmed, but I am not overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Words of affirmation are very, very powerful. Whatever you mm -hmm. speak to, your words are the framework for what you want to see and create in the world. Everything thoughts, everything starts with the thought. The next step is what my words say. My words create my universe. And so when you're able to understand your words create your universe, then you are more conscious about what words that you speak. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Am I, am I killing and destroying with my words or am I creating and building with my words? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I get to make a decision of what I want to see in my world. And what everything that you see starts with the thoughts you think. Um, some other things that I do is I make sure that I get around people who can hold me accountable to the best version of myself. Um, where you have a support system, whether it be a mom, a father, a friend, or just a BFF, or just someone who understands, who has similar aspirations and goals as yourself. It's a different layer of accountability, but support to be able to know, when I don't feel like believing in my dream, someone else was able to push me and say, your dream is still possible. Yeah. Right, so you're able to do these, some, some of these things are, like I said, finding out what, a lot of people are chasing dreams that are not theirs. Mm -hmm. They're not theirs. Someone else is giving you a construct or a school of thought that something is going to bring you fulfillment and it's not necessarily yours. So going back and being able to say, okay, who am I at my core? Lisa Nichols has this, has this phrase she calls um, a GPS. It's your God placement system. <laughs> I love that. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I use it because it says at my core, I'm these five things. I may have a hat where I'm able to do it in different ways, but at my core, I'm these five things. So identifying at your core, who are you? Mm -hmm. 
right? I'm a leader. Um, I am a, um, I am a motivator. I am a teacher. Um, I'm an innovator. I am a connector, right? And what you realize is that once something gets out of alignment with the core values of who you are, it's a lot easier to say no without feeling guilty. And I'm, I'm not saying no to you. I'm saying yes to my values. Yeah. Because my values are the fuel that keeps me going. That's beautiful. Right. And so the more clear that you are on your values, um, there was a saying that says, if you want your yes to be valuable, you have to practice no more often. Mm-hmm. And many times we guilt ourselves into saying yes to things that compromise who we really want to be in life. But if you're able to identify at my core, this is who I am. I am a leader. I'm a teacher. I'm a motivator. Um, I am a purpose and a person of purpose. I'm a person of love. Whenever you start mm. to, and, and the more you rehearse that particular thing, when life tries to give you these rare, crazy opportunities to compromise it, your no will stand up in you more than your yes. But you have to exercise the muscle and get very clear at the core, who am I, right? I am a person of passion, compassion, love and understanding. Cool. So when, I, when life gives me a challenge, I need to operate from that particular place. Just because someone pays you more money, they may be paying you to, to compromise your values. Mm-hmm. And it may meet one need on one end, but at the end, you're going to destroy looking at the person in the mirror because you are out of alignment. You say, I want to be free and I want to be able to connect with people. But you sign up for a job that says you have to work 80 hours a, year, a, a week, but I want a family. Right? How can you have all these particular things? You compromise one thing just to be able to get you compromise your core values for security. You compromise your core values for your ego and your pride. You compromise your core values for, for things that are temporary, but that are not eternal, right? You have to be able to say, at my core, this is who I am, and I'm unapologetic about it. And whatever price I need to pay at the short term, it's worth it, because in the long term, who I see in the mirror, I want to be proud of. Yes. That was beautiful. That's worthy of being written down and put in a museum somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad you answered that on your own because one question I wanted to ask you in closing was, who are you? But I I think you've, you've sufficiently answered that. And you know, one thing I am aware of is that today is a very special day for you and your family. It's your daughter's graduation from high school. Um, So out of respect for you and um, giving you more time to be fully present with them, um, I think, you know, this would be a great time to wrap it up. You lit this one on fire. But before we do, I just wanted to give you the mic back and see if there's anything else you wanted to express on this topic or just in general about life that you that feels on your heart right now. I appreciate that. Um, so I'm, I'm a firm believer of life is, um, life is what you make of it regardless of the circumstances that life throws at you. Um, when you're able to really lean in and understand that you are fearfully and wonderfully made with a purpose. Um, you stop allowing fear to write your story. You stop allowing insecurities to write your story. And when you step into this version of yourself that's confident and full, you can be afraid, but you have to take action. Um, I challenge you to take the pen back. Society has been writing your story, your friends, your family has been writing your story, and you've just been reading off the script. Um, but my, my heart's felt um, 
call to action is that you take the pen back. And for the next chapters of your life, that you write your story based on your own core values, your own principles. Um, and you're allowed to make mistakes. Your only challenge is to make sure that you grow. Um, the beauty of knowing that you can be a masterpiece and a work in progress is a, a core value or core principle, shall I say, that I always hold myself to. Give yourself some grace. Learn to forgive yourself. Stop rehearsing the worst parts of who you are because you're more than that. You're greater than that. Um, and you are a solution to a problem. Whatever, you, whatever that thing is that keeps you up at night that is a problem in this earth, um, don't wait for someone else to take action. You've been given that particular core value for a reason. Um, but don't sit on the sidelines of your life. Whatever action that you can take, do it boldly. Do it boldly. Um, and understand that you're a solution. You're designed to connect with other people who see the solution. Um, and if no one else believes in your dream, understand that your creator has so much faith in you that he gave it to you. Understand that. Your friends and your family may not believe in your dream. Strangers might be investing into your dream before your family does. That's okay. You're, they're just only supposed to be your family, not required to be your fans. Um, hold space for them to be able to come in when they need to. But also understand that the creator gave you your vision, your mission, and your purpose, your gifts, and your talents because he felt everything that you needed to accomplish what you need to accomplish in this world, he's put inside of you. And sometimes chaos, calamity, challenge, triumph, fear, all these different things are obstacle courses to help you get the greatness out of you. So um, I know that was a lot, but I want to say thank beautiful. you for not giving up on your dream. Um, I believe in you. Um, and I'm great. I'm looking forward to seeing the great thing that you're going to create um, as of uh, just by saying yes to your dream. Um, and hopefully those moments of destinies and those destiny investors are able to show up um, as you look for them outside of the uncommon place. Um, but that is my message. I believe that you are a solution to a problem. Your responsibility is to go find the problem and go after it. If you can figure it out all in one day, that's not I believe that your dreams are supposed <laughs> to intimidate you just a little bit. So go find that dream that intimidates the hell out of you and go after it and enjoy the journey. <laughs> On behalf of humanity, I receive and express deep gratitude for that pure transmission of love. And may that carry and lift us all to our highest dreams, our highest expression. Thank you for showing up for my current highest dreams and my current high, highest expression. Once again, appreciate you, man. Love you, man. You're a beautiful human being. Thank you for sharing your soul and everything with me and all the future people that will undoubtedly be blessed and transformed by this. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Peace Have a wonderful day of the fam. Congratulations yeah. to your daughter. All right. See ya. All right. Hey there, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this amazing conversation with Jamal on awareness. If your mind isn't blown, I don't know what's stuck in your ears, but you got to work on that because this podcast can actually truly genuinely change your life if you sit on what you learned integrate it and make it part of who you are and speaking about who you are jamal mentioned values i've created an online course and right now it is free and it's all about constructing your core values i don't even have to sell it because jamal already did for me 
I'm offering this right now to the world as a gift. It is the perfect time to create your values heading into the new year. If you want to understand how to land your dream job, how to sculpt your being, how to create the life of your dreams, identify your mission, enjoy your life experience, feel the priceless feeling of living in alignment with who you are. These are just some of the benefits of values. And in my course, which is free, I remind you, there's no sales pitch here, at least not yet. It won't be free forever. We go through a really unique remix of how Connor Rankin Crankin does his values and different aspects I bring into it, such as movement, ceremony, breath. These are not the techniques you normally use to create your values. So I invite you to go to www.elevatedandrooted.com slash school of the beyond. Yep, the school of the beyond. That is where you can access some of my greatest teachings. You can also reach out to me one-on-one to help guide you and mentor you through these processes too. Values are absolutely critical. And of course, if you like the show, many of you have reached out to me and thank you so much. It means the world to me to know that I have the privilege of impacting you and making your world a better place. So if you could help me and help you make the world a better place too, leave a rating, leave a review, five stars, blast it up, talk it up, share it with the world, and do that on the podcast platform of your choice. And you know what? If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, send them the podcast, post it on your Facebook, repost my stuff on Instagram, help a brother out so I can help more brothers and sisters out and everyone in the world. A rising tide lifts all ships and I'm in this with you. So follow along, Instagram, elevated underscore rooted, Facebook, elevated and rooted, website, www.elevatedandrooted.com. Also, be sure to check out the blog on my website for the show notes for this podcast and all podcasts where you can get a recap written and another insight to all the information we listen to here. And last but not least, make sure you check out the boy, Jamal Valer, the man, the legend, the myth. Support him, get to know him, reach out, speak to him. JamalValer.com, J-A-M-A-L-V-A-L-L-A-I-R.com. Instagram, Jamal underscore Valer. And support him, bring him out to the world. The world needs him, the world needs you, the world needs me. Let's do this, people. Adios. Much love. And once again, my name is Connor Rankin. Crankin. Thank you for joining me. And love your mystery. <laughs>